Welcome to the Walk Type Podcast. In this first episode, we talk about human design, we talk about meditation gadgets, we talk about my stay at the Buddhist monastery. It's gonna be fun. Stick around. Okay, so Brandon, uh, welcome me and you to the Woke Type podcast. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm going to introduce myself and, and then you do the same as this is the first episode. Yep. So people get to know us a little better. So uh, my name is Rui. That's uh, R-U-I. I'm from Portugal. And... Um, to tell a bit a bit about my background, uh, I guess um, my main field of study was music in university, music technology to be precise. Um, and then I I actually didn't finish it, and I went on to learn uh, software software development by myself, and managed to work on it for a little bit over a year or something. And then that also didn't stick and I and I ended up being um, a professional poker player for uh, like three years now. Um, and yeah, I think it's useful to say that I've been playing poker for like 10 years before that, since I was 18. And and now uh, the opportunity um, came to a point to develop WokeType, which is the um, the platform I'm co-founding with with Amit, which is basically uh, a place to gather, you know, content creators like what we are doing right now, right, and um, and also gather people, artists and everything that has to do with spirituality and well-being and uh, which will have a marketplace that will offer people all these kind of services in relation to uh, to well-being like coaches, therapists, uh, anything along those lines. And yeah, now I'm, I'm eagerly working on this and very passionately so. Super cool. Um, wow. Uh, well, I'm Brandon. And a little about my background. How do we get here? All over the places. I <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So I started out in the military and I worked at avionics. Um, that was pretty cool. Uh, actually worked on the B-1 bomber, which is a cool plane. Um, hmm. And then... I got out of there and I just kind of fell into IT. So I've been doing that mostly. Um, and then I got hit by a cosmic bus. <laughs> and I feel like I got on this bunch of this path, man. I, I found myself here and I met Rui. And I'm also interested in the woke type uh, setting that up. So I'm trying to help with that too. So here we are. Um, and B1 
being creative to make this podcast. I am all over the place. I'm a bit of a mystic these days, so I'm very interested <laughs> in um, going into all of this stuff, wellness, meditation, um, just life itself. Uh, so yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess you'll find out more over time <laughs> about the, about me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And um, it's crazy that, that we met because as we've talked about this um, yesterday, I think, uh, I think we, you know, uh, complement each other very well. And, um, and I'm really happy and feel really fortunate to have met you. And by the way, we met across this community that we are part of that blossomed from the awakened rabbit right yep. and and we are all a group of friends and now we are doing this so there's a question that i want to start with to ask you particularly um it's something that i am really eager to learn uh which is human design yes and what i want to ask you to because I've got a sense of what it is, but not really, and I think this question will 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 take some doubts I have. Uh, so, what is the difference between astrology and human design? Oh, that's a great question. Um, actually, uh, okay, there's so many ways we can answer this. So let's 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 let me. I give my favorite answer for this, and um, when I actually give my spiel about Human design, I often compare the two of them. So I would say that they both provide mirrors that you can reflect yourself in. So that like astrology, you can learn your typing in there. And you can learn, oh, you know, I'm a Leo. And you can learn about what, what that means. And then you can kind of see yourself or not see yourself in that description. And you can kind of, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that's me. But if you want actionable information or if you want to do something with astrology, I feel like you have to really know it. Like you need to like learn a whole bunch about it. And then that would that would be how you would learn how to apply um, the information in there. You have to really get in depth into it or probably hire an astrologer. But mm. so in general, I would say it's it's unless you're really willing to dive into it, it's just kind of like a mirror. No more not much different than any other typing system like Meyer Briggs or um any any of those kinds of things. They just provide you a lexicon, not just, but they do provide you a way to, to talk about symbolog symbologically um, really ephemeral aspects of being a human. And they give mm -hmm. you some some really good words to, to apply. So I can talk about myself as um, a cancer. And if we know that shorthand, I can describe that to you and very quickly give you a lot of information. So that's cool. Human design also does has its own typing system, and it types you, but the difference is, is that once it gives you the typing, it's very experiential. So once it gives you the typing, and human design is concerned about the shape of you, we'll probably get into that at some point. Um, when they use the word shape, they mean like deeply the shape of you. Um, they give you your typing, but then they also give you something called your strategy, strategy and your authority. And human design, and they call it... Um, living your experiment, the, the whole premise is to invite you to try it out. So you can not listen to human design 
and it's telling you all this and it's like, oh, listen to me. It's like, here, try this out and see if this brings less resistance in your life. If things flow better for you, if you if you follow this. Yeah. Um, and then the more you try it out and if you like it and or, or if you try it out and you find, hey, there's some kind of truth in this, then it, it invites you how to get deeper and deeper into your design about who, how you're shaped and how you move and um, how to listen to the aspects of you, of yourself. So human design is really big about um, getting you to step out of the mind, um, stop letting the mind live the body and kind of really listen to your more intuitive aspects of you and where that's at. So I would say uh, the, the big difference is it's kind of human design is really qu very quickly pointing you inward to your own authority and how to navigate life. Whereas astrology, I feel like while that's in there, at first, it's harder to find it unless you're like really willing to dive in. It's not, it's not human design. That's like baked into it. It's immediately like, here's your typing. Here's how to listen. Here's what that sounds like. Now go out and try this. <laughs> and I see. I see. Yeah. yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Does it have, like, I assume that in astro astrology, you are bound to external factors such as uh, planets in the time of your birth, right? Right. So does human design uh, can be compared in that way to, to astrology? Yes, because actually human design is involves astrology. It is actually combining, I think, I want to say five different like systems. Um, it's kind of, they're all woven in there. It's like the I Ching, it's uh, astrology. Mm. Um, there's something else I can't remember off the top of yeah, my head. Yeah, I see. But I there's see. there's other there's other components and they're all interwoven in there. So yes, your what the stars were doing is all a part of of the system. So it's kind of like it, I always say it's like astrology on steroids. Like so, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely covering astrology is like woven into it. So it's it's a part of it. Um, and then there's other stuff that's going on. I see. So um, what's the kind of progression for someone who um who does such a, a thing for for another as a service uh what do you have to learn or what, what what's the progress for someone that is a, a coach of human design like is, is the coach word used for someone who, who does a shard for another uh, person yeah. There are some people would call themselves that because they might be trying to coach you with human design. And then some people might just consider themselves like a reader, like they're reading your chart and they might just tell you things about your chart. Um, mm. Whereas some people might use it. It depends on how you want to use it. Some people, it's all to empower you, but some people might use it as a coaching service for sure. Yes. Um, to learn about it, you're asking how to, how to pick it up that way. I would say there's not, there's, this is kind of, I don't want to wade into this, and I <laughs> some people who may know about human design may not like what I'm saying. I don't know. Um, no worries. Man. There's um there's there's a big paywall. So what happened was Rod when he came up with the system or uh, when he did that. Now that he's gone, they kind of locked up all his knowledge. If you want to get it like officially from all his stuff, it's all locked up. So you can have you'd have to go through their um, website and and buy their their lesson plans and you can listen to him talk to you about it which is right. pretty cool um 
I bought so it's the, kind of a trademark, right? Yeah, it is. You can, but there's lots of information out there. So if mm -hmm. you're willing to take the time, you can go out there. There's lots of free information. There's some the book. The big there's a big definitive book you can dive into. Um, there's lots and lots of ways that you can get it. There's a lots of information though. So um, I would say that it's initially it's a it's a bit overwhelming because there's so much to human design and it, and that I, if you were to get into it to do that, I would suggest the first thing you do is just learn your own design because that's actually a part of the coaching process. You can't really teach it to someone unless you've been doing it. So like the first part about it is living your experiment. So you have to pick up human design for yourself. So you get into it right. that way. You learn about it. You learn about yourself and your design. You try that out. And then as you're getting into that and deeper, deeper into that, that's when you can start coaching people about living their design. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Um, yeah, if, if I think th this is not going to happen right now, but for the sake of my curiosity, if you want to, if I wanted to, for you to run a human design chart on me right now, would that be possible? And uh, how long would, would it take? We could totally do that. It wouldn't take very long at all. I have some special software that does that. Uh, we could pause this for a second and I can run your chart and we can talk about your chart if that's what you're interested in. Yeah, that, then let's do it after the, the podcast or maybe, uh, okay, you yeah. know, bring these on episode two sure. and focus on that. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm curious to know what comes up about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the biggest, it's kind of in blocks, the way that you're, you're going to want to learn about human design in a, in a useful way which is initially you would want to learn about your type and then your strategy and your authority but but the the fun so part the type is is kind of uh the persona personality type of other systems right yeah kind of so it starts with your aura and it's about auras and the aura is kind of like how you energetically interface with the world and your there's 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 4.5 types, um, and then it goes deeper. So um, it's really in-depth. Nobody has the same design. So that's another thing that's kind of different. In astrology, you, although if you really get into it um, and the planet placements, those can, get, those can vary um, by people who have the same birthday uh, pretty a lot. But for your, in your actual chart in human design, it'll vary a lot. And so no one's going to have the same design. And so... There's not, it's not, there's not one little thing that's in there that you can say, oh, this is your personality. This is your, this is an aspect of your personality and this is who you are. Kind of like you can do with, um, with astrology and say, oh, I'm a cancer. So, you know, that's my sun sign, this, 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 that. Um, initially they're kind of trying to t talk to you about how you work more than how your personality is, but you can find those aspects if you dive deeper into like your gates and your channels which is more stuff. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's going to be fun to, to dive into. Uh, yeah. We can uh, dedicate an episode for, for running my shard and see what comes up. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Um, have you ever felt the need to, uh, I guess, to resolve any, any eventual uh, difference between uh, spirituality, like the one, let's say the group that we belong in, which has more to do with uh, non-duality and traditional Advaita Vedanta 
which is uh, aspects of spirituality that you know are a bit more strict and 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 on the surface to someone who hears it for the first time might sound very very strict in that sense you know have you ever felt the need to to resolve that within yourself between uh, spirituality in that sense and and uh, human design yeah actually that's a great question um yeah absolutely um but it's kind of the same squaring i had to do with myself for any of that because i'm also i also am a reiki practitioner and like figuring that exactly. out and that practice and i'm like well what is this that i'm doing and so i really had to sit with what they are and um i think that when we're talking about non-dualism or we're talking about uh, uh any of those areas about that that's one way you can talk about what is. And mm. I think what is is indescribable. And non-dualism in that 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 regard is all of a way. That's a that's a lovely mirror that we're holding up in front of ourselves to kind of help with awakening and, and walking the path and and um cutting things. That's very useful. Um but again, it it's just one way to talk about what is. And then a human design is really interesting, right? To, in order to really explore it, I had to put that hat on because they're telling you a lot about yourself. So you really have to say, okay, okay, if this is true, then, and then you have to, you know, keep, ex you go further out. And so right. um, for me personally, whenever I'm engaging with these, and I will say this, it's all about lenses. These are just lenses. They're helpful. You put them on and then you can see different um levels you know who really helped me with this was ram das he talks about this a lot <clears throat> and he talks about like changing the channel so on one level he's like i can be described by you know chemistry on another another level i can be described by my atoms i can be described on, on another level i'm a i'm a human he's like you know i can be that way or my personality we can talk about me or you can talk about me in astrology terms or you can talk about you can keep you can keep flipping the channel it's one thing <laughs> but there's all these different ways that we can we can talk about it. And so, um, yeah, I did have to do that. But I think the more I learned about human design, it re really jazzes me about it is it's um, it's so it's so not trying to sell you something. <laughs> it's so like, look here and listen to this and see what happens. Now you tell me, <laughs> you know, and so um I think it's just if you're trying to uh, oh you know what it actually overlaps a whole bunch with the non-dual stuff it overlaps so much um in those regards it's just another way a lot actually the more I'm it's all about trying to get you to live your design which it, it's just a really ex extrapolated way to talk about how to to come in and listen to your very being and be and be driven mm. by your being and so, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they put some labels on some things, but those labels are just to help you. Um, to if you're really, really living your design, you're not sitting walking around thinking I'm a projector and I need to do this and I have to do that. No, you're you you've you've really understand it so intuitively that you just be the projector. You know, you just you just you, it's the same thing. It's literally the same thing. It's just it's just talking about it in a different way. Um, yeah. 
It's Are definitely you? there's so many paths to enlightenment. Um, did you know Reiki is a path to enlightenment? If you really like dive into that, that's what it is. It's just a it's another path. So I think human design, low key, it's just another thing to try to kind of trick you <laughs> into waking up. So um, and getting out of your head and into your heart, which is I think a lot of what some of the non-dual stuff is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when you mentioned Reiki as a, a path to enlightenment, whatever that is, right? Uh, I guess yeah, whatever uh, that is. <laughs> if you go back to to the um, tantra tradition, uh, it's all about investigating body sensation, and obviously that it goes much deeper than that and deals with um, with the energy centers because it's something that experientially comes comes very obviously to the surface when one you know starts with, for instance, a a body scan. That's very um, mainstream nowadays, you know, yeah. in every meditation platform and app, you have, um, you have a body scan guide on meditation. So, yeah, uh, every, I feel that everything is already invented, you know. Right, absolutely. It's, it's just building up on something that was already there and, and bringing it to, to an actual uh, time that 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 is our 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 time right now, and things have evolved to to cater uh, the time of the people uh, that they live in, you know, and these mm. particular times certainly um, exposes things and, and teachings differently for the you know twenty first century mind compared to you know five five hundred years ago. And, and that's the beauty that it's always evolving and adapting. Yes, yes, we're the, we're at the leading edge of that conversation about what this is. And when we're talking about these things, um, it's very interesting. You're talking about the energy centers. What was coming up for me while I'm listening? I'm thinking about. It feels like we've been taught a way, the way that you were taught about ourselves, because that's what happens when you come into the world. You're, you're taught about yourself. You know, you learn about being a human and what that means and. Um, what it means to live in society and like all these things you're being taught about yourself in the world. I think we're kind of, we, in an attempt to, to, to really get with what's here, <laughs> we've kind of, we've kind of um, really become very rigid with our definition of what it is to be human. So imagine you're going through your life and we're, and you're never, ever pointed inward. A lot of how you're taught about yourself is like third person, external. And it's not very much, where, where are you going to mm -hmm. have, we don't have words to talk about what it feels like inside. And there's, those aren't conversations that we're having. And so I think that there is, I almost want to say a hunger for that. And so now people are finding yeah. it in these, these things you sit with meditation and it's a whole thing. You know, it's all trying to get you to feel what it's like to be alive instead of to know what it's like to be alive. And, um, Yeah, all of these disciplines are really getting us to find out what it means to be human. We have these ideas about it, and we believe them so much, we're done. That chapter is closed. No one wants to talk about what it means to be human anymore, because we know, yeah, I'm a human, whatever that is. <laughs> and now we're like, with these these disciplines, you take a look at human design, you look at Reiki, you look at um, yoga, all these things, you're really exploring viscerally what it means to be human. And that, I think, that, I think that's what you're... We're saying we're we're now able to talk about that in new ways um, here. Definitely, the, yeah. Here. That's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And and there's also 
you know, I see in distinction two types of mind and that I see. And it's not necessarily that they are separated because uh, looking back, I certainly got and still get from both. But these two types of mind, like the more um, scientific mind, let's put it like that, right. and, and the more sensitive mind that uh, explores, um, you know, more uh, ethereal phenomena. And, and there's both teachings to 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 these types of, of mind uh, and certainly in despite of there being being a point of debate and even separation i think it's beautiful that it has come to a point where you know if it comes from a, a place of truth and you know if one's speaking for their own experience it can help some so many people and uh, what he said about um we we go beyond you have the time to go beyond the words um to talk about what one feels and stuff i i also feel that uh being being the sense of being human uh, has been looking back has been really hard because not only i did not have the words to mm. to to say what i felt but also you know in in terms of education uh, what one goes through internally is really secluded within oneself. It's it's really hard to speak about, you know, if you start feeling anxiety as a kid, uh, it's almost taboo. Ooh. It's not really almost, it's, it's really taboo because you are uh, almost immediately condemned uh, to, uh, to a therapist and that's, you know, that's seen uh, as as uh, among your your peers in when you are when you are a kid not so not so normal at least for me I I think nowadays it's it's changing but I certainly felt very alone in talking about my my issues and and psychological suffering that I went through as a kid as a teenager as an adolescent and and I think that's that's the um, sort of a revamping that's happening in in today's society mainly for the past five years that people are opening much more and are willing to to be courageous you know because it's really a matter of courage to talk about their their suffering and 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 expose their 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 heart in a sense right yeah um Wow. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Everything you're saying, I was just listening. It's like flowing so well. What is when I what is what is it to grow up in that kind of environment where you're where your in your internal feelings aren't getting validated, man? That's that was I was exactly that growing up. You know, yeah, you you don't get to feel. It's like you better stop it. You better get it together. You get yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Almost everyone went through it. Yeah. It's it's not it's not as personal and individual as we think. Everyone is going through it, and nobody is talking about it. No one's it's talking crazy. about. It. Yeah, you just get it's because that's just what it is. That's just <laughs> yeah. That's just what it is. What, yeah. I, I've been thinking about that a lot. That I, I we almost kind of like take for granted that we're the first humans and we're figuring it out what it means to be human, not us like individually this body but as a whole we're the first humans and this society is a representation of us still figuring that all out 
And, it's, and we're all just making it up as we go. And every time we get in here as new we're born, we're really just sucking up so much of what, what was before so that we can know that <laughs> and then talk about talk about what's what's next. And I think I think that's just we're we're just now that conversation because we we experienced that we're all kind of like hey that's I don't want to do that anymore and I don't want to um, I don't want other people to feel like that and so you know that kind of those kind of conversations are opening up now I think that's really cool. Yeah, in that sense, what what you're saying, what comes up to my mind, is that people are screaming. You know that this is enough. Okay, <laughs> this is. I'm done. I, I want this to change, and and yeah, we see a, a rupture point in terms of you know society. Definitely, um, I, I guess this talk has always been that in the sense that you know in every generation there has been a. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a, a big change and stuff, but I really think that this type of uh, expression of one's own experience is much it's coming to terms with um with a breaking point because before if you look throughout the history uh these kind of of communities that were open to this stuff were very secluded like we start with monasteries and and religion at first and um and now it's it's being much more open to to the public and to the uh, mainstream right so it's uh it's exciting times and, and scary times at the same time <laughs> yeah we've we, we oh man we've technology has really outpaced us and now it's also helping us be really interconnected because if you look back you know how we we used to treat women versus how we do that now uh, back in the day it was so okay to do and say and be a certain way because no one had done any different no one we didn't know now we we got older and we look back and we're like hey that's kind of crazy and then, you know <laughs> and we, we're looking at them like why would you do that and so let's let's change that but then you know 10 10 50 years from now they're going to look at what we're doing and they're going to be like wow they were insane like why were they doing that um and that's just that's just kind of what it is cuz we can only learn about ourselves past ways by looking back and so but i say all that to loop that back into technology and that and what you were talking about how all of this knowledge this was 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 secret knowledge this these things that we're we're talking about is not new um it's just now it's more access so then you have the internet so before you would be alone by your suffering, you, you might find you're looking for people next to you, close to you in your vicinity to have these conversations with. But now you can, in an instant, be connected with someone across the globe who is just as feels like you do. And so ideas are now able to transfer and the conversations are happening much more rapidly. Um, and so the, the, the growth is, 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 is faster. We're, we're learning much, much faster because we're, we're able to we're able to to engage with each other and 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 process much quicker than whereas before it would be trapped in your town and then you're hearing about the town over there but now we can talk to the town over there and we can talk to all those people and all this is happening and all that knowledge now which was behind some gate some joe blow in his basement he knows it and he can talk to you about it and so it's just there and it's and we're all we're, we're all coming together really quickly i think um I think you're right. It does feel like it's a little bit different. <laughs> yes, yes, every generation learns from the previous, but um, and things shift and change. But it does feel, and and of course, 
I get to say this because I'm alive right now. Someone else in the future will get to say this, but it does feel different this time. This is the first time. <laughs> this is the first time things have been this way, okay? And so <laughs> we get to say that because we're at the leading edge. And later, you know, someone else will get to say, no, this is the first, this is different. <laughs> so we do yeah. get to say that this is different. This is different. I completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> we, we might just, might as well be some, a bunch of entitled pricks, you know, but I, I think <laughs> this time is really different. It's really different. <laughs> you get to say that. Like, you think about that. Those people who would say that back then, you know. Um, the who were at the front of revolutions and all that other stuff, and they felt that change. It was different. There was nothing like that before up until that point while they were talking about it. This is really different. Now we look at it and we're like, yeah, well, that's that's every other Wednesday. Okay, well, yes, but back then that was different. Now this is different. Those people are dead. They had their chance. They were they were at the leading edge of the conversation about what it means to be human. They said all that what they had to say, and now we're, we, we, we're getting to chime in. Yeah. So that's what's happening right now. We're exploring it live time. And it's Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. Look how um, look how the internet brought us together. Like that's just magical. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. So, now nowadays it's each it's something that's, you know, uh acquired and 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 I guess not even seen as a a technology because nowadays kids that um that are are born um you know, technology must always involve a, a type of gadget. <laughs> when when the internet, something you know, uh, invisible, uh, has the capability to connect me and you across the globe, it's it's crazy. It's yes, crazy. I think the only part that uh, doesn't give or or gives the apparent reason that it's not a big deal is is because we see, you know, we usually see the, the body as something physical and not as another perception that's that's happening. And for that reason, I think my theory is that that's why we see nowadays we must see something physical, a gadget, some kind of <laughs> um, device to call it technology when there's already no, no really physicality uh that that is is really perceived besides the perception themselves of body sensations and stuff so it's it's fascinating um how we are going we're going through that and t taking that point i know you have a, you have that gadget that meditation gadget right yeah the muse what is it called the muse the muse yes yeah i, I always had the idea that in relation to uh, you know, spirituality and and contemplation and all that. That was the only subject that technology couldn't have a touch. <laughs> I, I always had that idea. So, how was the muse going for you? <laughs> well, it's great. I like it because it it's kind of it gets me to get on the cushion, which is something that I've been I struggle with. So having something that's like, I get to look at the little number and it's like, you streaked, you, you meditated for five days in a row. I'm like, well, I better get down there. I got to get my, you know, my 30 minutes in. Um, and then that gets me, yeah, that's fun. that gets me that's in there fun. to do it. I mean, looking at my brain waves at what they're doing while they're doing it, that's cool. Um, 
it's neat technology. There's some there's some cool aspects to it. So if you get into the the feedback quality of it, I mean, if you're really looking at what that's doing, is it's listening to your brainwave, something that's invisible to you, and then it's giving you a phenomenon that's live time with that. And so, um, mm. what you're hearing when you're hearing the when you're hearing the the rain go in and out, you're hearing yourself. And so that's you. And by hearing that, you can. You, so, so the rain is a is a feedback that yes, that the the gadget gives you, right? Right. Uh, you put your headphones. An audio, in. an audio feedback. Yes. You know, the more your brain's okay. going, the more it's raining. And then when when the wave when oh, your when your waves get deeper, that gets quiet. And it gets it's really cool actually. It gets like super quiet, and then it sounds like you're outside, and you can just hear like the the nothingness of outside. And then birds start chirping. <laughs> and the birds are supposed to indicate that you're you're like really in the zone but i felt like they knock me out because you're like yes i did it and then you're you know you're back <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah that seems interesting because you know i, I there was a time where I, I used to to listen to these kinds of you know youtube playlists for hours that had nature sounds rain sounds and whatever and it looks like that if you like it's it seems like you are in a video game and you achieve a certain calm state yeah and then the rain starts and then you get even calmer it seems that it feeds off itself do, do you feel that when the rain comes do you get even calmer or or does the rain is there is is there rain from the get go? The rain is telling you that you're actually your mind is busy. So when you hear the rain, oh, okay. you know that you're thinking too much. <laughs> and then oh, so th that's a bad thing. Okay. Yeah. So when it's quiet, yeah. as you get quiet, as you get quiet, the sounds get quiet, and so you're 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 almost hearing the static in your head, all the chatter. You're hearing it as rain, and it's kind of cool. So it, mm. it's letting you. I the the principle here is that over time you get to you're getting in touch with really learning what that feels like and how to do it almost on command how to bring yourself down into those states because um, it's it's providing that feedback for you and does it feel accurate like uh when when a certain trigger a sound trigger comes is it representative to what you're you're feeling oh yeah i almost know when the birds are coming so like i can almost wow. I, I hear the bird before it chimes because i'm like now that, that's I, that's crazy yeah i start okay. to feel like I'm, I'm like oh here it comes and then the bird chimes i'm like yeah i knew it wow but then you know if you get too in your head about that then the birds go away immediately <laughs> <laughs> and, and now it's raining again <laughs> and so sometimes i actually turn it off because I feel like that's a certain kind of training. I need to really sit down and do that. But I was enjoying just sitting and that's really interactive. So when that's happening, um, you know, the rain can make you mad. Now you're mad. It's like, ah, I just can't, I need this. I'm trying to be chill, but the, the more rain's happening because I'm trying too hard. So um, it's kind of its own thing. But sometimes that you can also turn it all off. You can turn all the sound off and just listen and then sit. And when I do that, I have deeper sits than when I sit there and play with the, the neurofeedback. Okay. But um, I think if you were to continue to invest your time in, in exploring that, it's really preparing you for a lot of that. Because what happens when you get in the zone, when you're meditating and you hit like a deep state, you might get excited and that might knock you out of it. Well, that's the same thing. You hear the bird chime and you go, ah, I did it. Oh, and then you, yeah. <laughs> the birds are gone. So if you can sit there 
you know you're you know you're doing you're being a real badass it feels like you're a real badass when all the birds just won't shut up and you just sit it's like that's me i'm these chirping birds i'm doing it and i'm just in the zone and they're just chirp 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 chirp, chirp. and you're like yes and then you look at your readout and it's like awesome it's cool so it can be really fun and it, it can it can be a, a fun way to get you to sit and and explore and explore that and 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 really tune into that so it's fun i think it, is it necessary no is it is it fun yeah it looks super fun like <laughs> if, if if it's just for the sake of you know enticing you into sitting and and just being silent that that's already uh worth it i guess yeah i mean yeah it's super cool i mean then you can do stuff with it uh you could you could set it up to read your wave your brain while you like read and you can see what your your wavelengths look like or why you play a video game or where you watch TV. You can see what that looks like and um, you can play with it that way, too. So there's other ways you can use it. Um, it's, yeah, it's interesting how they are measuring a wave, right? They are, you know, putting Buddhist monks in all <laughs> these big machines and 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 seeing some uh, wicked stuff in the results when they, they go into deep meditation. Yeah, it's 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 real. That stuff's real. That's the thing. It's I mean, as real as anything is, it's real. It's <laughs> it's kind of cool because you don't. Uh, it's just where in my life did I have context for any of this exploration? That's just not in your general downloads you get from like coming into society. They don't talk to you about this stuff. So it's like uh, at first, you know, you just kind of like uh, I don't even know how to talk about it. It's <laughs> how do you? Yeah, it doesn't seem like any of that stuff's real. But like to to really get that mind quiet and look what that looks like. That's that's something real to not have a thought in your head. That's real. You cannot not have a thought in oh, your yeah. head. That's real. Um, a lot of people have never, mm. so many people walk around and have never experienced that, like what it means to not think about anything. Yeah. Or rather also not be bothered by, by thoughts. Yes. To not, yeah, it isn't, it's not even about being quiet or getting the mind quiet. The mind will quiet on its own. You can't make it be quiet um <laughs> that's definitely yeah that's the first mistake <laughs> that's that's why the you know uh adam and eve went to heaven basically to hell basically or fell down from heaven yeah they wanted you know. to know i i love that that story about adam and eve and you think about that and it's like what was the the fruit um what what, what happened was basically now they're the doership. When they bit the apple, they they got knowledge and they became the doer. I'm doing it. Exactly. <laughs> and God's, exactly. God's like, okay, you want to run things? You're doing it? Okay, you go do it and go find out what that's like. <laughs> yeah, if you have like a certain context, that kind of tale is really beautiful. Yeah. Just, just lately that I've been appreciating uh, more and more about uh, some of the Bible uh because before it was, <clears throat> you know, my, my perception of the Bible was mixed with uh, the conventional Sunday church stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and all that. But um, I think for me, it went from going to the, to the East and like Buddhism, start there, you know, uh, Hinduism and stuff. And then when, he, when I revisited the Bible with... Um, that kind of uh, eyes, it made much more sense to me, and it's really a work of art. It, yes, it's some some stuff is you know 
world class poetry. Right. You needed I was that is beautiful. Well said. You needed that other mirror. Like before you just know the Bible and it's like, okay, whatever. Um, but then you go learn about other people's beliefs and it provides a mirror. Now you can see exactly. your own. You can't really see your own because you you know them. They're they're like the fundamental, the metaphysical ground you're walking on. And so you can only see it in relationship to others. Um, and then when you start to explore that, you stretch and you grow. And then when you come back, it has new life. And like you said, I love I like listening to the Bible now. When I when I it didn't when I when I first was learning it, it didn't feel the same way. It just I didn't even know what we were really talking about. Um, but now, right? <laughs> okay, I don't know why I have to sit here and listen to this guy read these scriptures to me, which I'm not really quite sure what he's talking about. And then he he has some message, okay? And then we leave. That was Sunday. Now I gotta go back to, you know, doing everything else. I just didn't really get it. I don't know. Maybe it's just how it's given to you or taught to you. I think that's probably pretty important. Oh, definitely. But yeah, I it's. 100% about context. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there there any context is does anyone know, uh do people know why they're going to church? I just <laughs> why like I don't know why I was going I go cuz you you go. You have to go. That's what they tell you. You go. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was yeah, I was made to go. If if it was for my own will, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but now I might be interested sometime to go to a church. Um, I've been to some after, after having gone through all this and having an a awakening experience, um, being on the other side of that fence, I think it's more fun mm-hmm. to go. I feel like it has new life. Um, oh, definitely. So I feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now I know what we're talking about. Cool. <laughs> like now this is, this is fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, um, did you. Were you were you religious? Did you pick up the doctrine? Were you, were you like following the thing, or did you just go through the movements? Uh, if I was ever religious, I guess uh, the closest I got was to Buddhism. Mm. Um, yeah, it began. It was the start. The first. The first. Let's say. Uh, type of uh, knowledge about these was was certainly Buddhism, and um, and then after some years, that was when I was about eighteen. That uh, you know, I wanted to know what was all this about, and Buddhism at the time seemed uh, credible enough to me. <laughs> nice, and um, and some past years forward. I I went to a, a monastery in the um, Ajahn Chah tradition, which is a um, a tradition, a for, what they call forest tradition from the Theravada uh, Buddhist section, and um, and I went to the to one of their monastery monasteries here in Portugal and spent uh, some time there, and you know I, I felt at home. So in that sense, I, if you asked me at the time if I was a Buddhist, I, I don't know, I, 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 I wouldn't know how to answer that. But it certainly, I certainly spend a lot of time within the context of the, of the Buddhist tradition, and and I'm very grateful to it, for sure. So, do, but now you don't feel so much you would 
want to wear that hat now? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I ever wore that hat, <laughs> but, but you know, I, I certainly have a special place in my heart. You know, I find the shans, I find them beautiful. Uh, the the tradition is beautiful that I learned there in the monastery. You know, I certainly have have um, a special appreciate appreciation for for um, for that experience. Yeah. Yeah, Buddhism. I think it's every it gets a lot of people. Um, especially when you're coming from the Christianity, if you're or one of those things. Because I mean, Christianity is so scary. I I don't know. I was scared for a long time. Like I, I'm just walking around. I have this existential dread that I'm going to burn forever. And then you get you get to like Buddhism and it's kind of like it's not even about that. You're like, oh, okay. So that was for me. I, I remember also having almost I wrote I, I know I have a journal entry in here somewhere where I was like as I was exploring Buddhism, I was like, Am I Buddhist now? Should I do I do I say that? I don't know if I feel comfortable <laughs> you know, like putting mm-hmm. that hat on. But mm-hmm. it was it was something I really I really liked as well. I didn't get to do any of the I didn't get to go and really get uh, uh, submerged in it like you did. That sounds like that would have been really nice. Oh, yeah. It, it was really useful. It was also a time of great, you know, discomfort. And, uh, you know, in, in retrospective, uh, that sort of um, psychological suffering always brought the, the intensity of, of seeking for some relief to to tenfold you know so that the that certainly was the um, was was the main fire to to seek for an answer to to the suffering was was the suffering itself you know yeah and i i guess that's ultimately everyone's you know the seeking is 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 a is a very uh, hard, hard, hard way to 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 live life because you know you are in deep discomfort and and you are seeking for something which you you don't know what you don't it is. even know what it is and it's so crazy and it, you're trying to find it everywhere and but you wouldn't it's not even framed that way so I don't know that that's that hole I didn't even know there was a hole here I had no idea. Um, I think you. Th- I think you. I think it's. It be- seems to be pretty normal that you're always in this state of lack, <laughs> where you're always. What is it next? What do I put in here next? Right. Is it food? Is it TV? Absolutely. Is it? You know, you get alone with yourself too long, and you're like, what can I do? Yeah. <laughs> if you say, if you say that there is no, there's supposed to be no lack to anyone. Almost, almost everyone is gonna disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone sees la- the sense of lack or. or the sense of uh, slight discomfort as a, as a given in the human birth, and it's 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 I actually have found it to be the opposite, and it's like all of your pain is just sitting on this like joy of being here, and that is what everything else seems to be built on. Now, how do you get there? Well, that's that's where you start seeking <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to figure exactly. to figure that out. Uh, but uh, you know what I think is interesting. I don't think I, we're talking about this. I I think that hole has to be big enough 
some people that it's not their hole is the, their hole isn't big enough. They're they they they're not the suffering isn't so much in the forefront that yeah. that it's not they're actually enjoying it. They're walking around. This is this is cool, and that's yeah. and that's great. And I think that that's part of it too. So it's not just you know that's what there there's there's enough room for those people that want to explore it that way. And there's enough room I hear you. Yeah. over here to explore it this way. It's not, I think, I think, I don't know. Now I feel like I'm, um, I'm, com- I'm completely going on a tangent, but I think when, whenever we talk about enlightenment or spirituality, there's this, mm-hmm. there's this element where it's like, people feel like you think you're better or it's like, oh, you're, you're, so you're saying I, you're better than me or anything like that. And I don't think it has any, I don't think anything about following this path is about making yourself better or worse than anybody. And yeah, definitely. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. Um, it's not even. It's not even about self improvement. Although there may be self improvement while walking the path. As a, as a consequence. <laughs> yes, yeah, as a sure. consequence, you may find that you improve. But this has nothing to do with self improvement. Definitely not. All those riddles. All that. It, it sounds like a riddle, and it's and it's not. It's so simple that it doesn't. Your brain doesn't even. That doesn't even make sense to your brain. yeah it doesn't yeah it sounds like a riddle but it's literally just what the answer is that's that's what it is yeah to to the mind it's uh it's a a constant paradox right that's why we seek for many years and if we are uh true we we don't know what we are seeking for and and we if we do know we we just know an idea of what it is. Ooh. Not the actual Yeah, just one idea. Not the actual thing. <laughs> just one idea. Yeah, absolutely. Just one idea. One idea. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just one little one con one con, one conceptual understanding and that's what you're aiming for. And then there's so many. Yeah. You can fill them all in and, and they're not really in contest with each other, I think. I think yeah. I think if you try to hold any idea as the absolute, this is it. Now uh, this is I I got it right here, and it's no different. If we veer off and you talk about this, then we're not talking about the truth. When you do that with any of them, then I think you've 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 missed the target. And then oh, definitely. That's when that's when then it feels like they're in contest because it's like how can this be true and how can that be true? But they're not they're not in contest at all. They that's that's what it means for this this world to be infinite is is kind of how how there's so many angles it just depends on where you want to anchor yourself and look from then that's when yeah that you can talk about absolutely. it yeah there's enough room absolutely. for all of us to to explore this so i have another question for you now cuz i'm very interested in your 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 background now that you're you're sharing this um so what would you say that when were you finding relief in those practices when was that like bomb to your 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 yourself did you feel like you were doing a lot of 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 healing when you were when you were following that tradition and then uh yeah i guess you know everything i i can say about that is in retrospective i guess the most valuable thing to me, was not really the practices, you know, sitting in meditation for hours and hours. <laughs> What's What was most valuable was the, um, you know, the community aspect and, and, and w- what Buddhists call the Sangha. Mm. 
in which there was a recognition that everyone was going through the same thing with different flavors. And in that sort of communion, um, the heart expands, you know, and and that's where the Buddhists talk about, you know, compassion and metta, um, self-compassion, and and that's that's wow. for me that was that was the um, the relevance of 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 it all was that you know we really met each other when we were together because there were there were no uh frontiers there were no no pretending that suffering or uh, psychological discomfort was not happening it was it was honesty and that, and that's that was the beautiful thing and still is for me i think okay wow so it sounds like in there you got to feel the heart and and, and that love and compassion and that kind of yeah that was that's big i i can i can say that this is in my life only very recently did has any of that made sense to me about love and compassion for everybody. You hear it, and it's like, sure, sure, sure. But I don't think I ever felt that um, until very, very recently, maybe within hmm. basically when I had my ex experience, <laughs> my uh, thing, where I kind of fell. So yeah, The sense I have from you is that you are a very empathetic person. Always that. Yes, but it, I feel like it got... For me, I always felt like I was on the outside, so I wanted to talk to people, and I wanted to, like, I, I just felt like I was so here, and no one was here with me, <laughs> and, like, I'm like, yeah, let's feel, let's talk, let's, like, get in this, and, like, you know, I felt like I didn't get that, so then a lot of it, it got turned inward, and so I started kind of, like, resenting everyone, so I kind of felt, like, closed off from people because i just felt like well you know no one will get me then i don't care i don't need anyone and and mm. you know i was i was kind of like the grinch like up on the mountain sort of a lone wolf yeah like just kind of i was just there a, a lot of times i felt like i was just going through the motions um okay i go to work because that's what they tell me to do okay i'm i'm doing this now because that's what i'm supposed to be doing i have to eat so i'm doing that and Like, no, I was just kind of moving around ready to die, I guess. At some point, I knew this was going to be over. So I have to keep going around until I get to the end here. Um, but it wasn't until I felt it um, that I start like, a new, a new sense and appreciation for life in a way. I think I just thought about life <laughs> way more than I felt it. And it, when you were talking, mm -hmm. it sounds like to me you got that connection. Like, you, you felt, you got to feel And, and feel feel connected and not just know yeah. know you're connected oh yeah definitely yeah because it's it's sort of a, a relief when you know you are not alone yes in fact in fact it's the complete opposite of that because everyone is going through it it's it's the most common thing <laughs> and it's the most And common thing to talk about. I can't believe you're saying that. And that's like the first time I'm hearing it. And I'm like, yeah, actually, that's so true. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Like, no one talks about that. I try, and you try to talk to people about it, and they're going to be like, back up, sir. <laughs> 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 so, 
We got. Yeah, I'm a human definitely. being, and I'm serious, and I don't have. I don't let my feelings control me. You know. <laughs> that that's, you know, you made a sort of a joke there, but people get legitimately scared. You know, when when there's that intimacy or 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 the intimacy presents itself. Many people sh shut it down because it's it's scary. It's something. It's a box that uh, has never been opened. You know. Yeah, I would say even now that, even though I feel all this compassion, whenever someone really does step in my bubble, it is always a very scary time because it's like, whoa, you know, we're off script here. We're not just talking about the weather. <laughs> You're like really asking me questions you want to know, you want to have, we're talking, whoa, back up. You know, it's scary. Like, what if they reject me? What if I open these parts of myself up for display and they flee? You know, like, it's, it's still, it's still kind of scary. Um, but it feels exhilarating, but it's scary. You don't get that close to people. I feel like, I feel like we're, we keep each other at a distance through our social uh, agreements, you know, and I, mm -hmm. I, I come at you at this role and I'm, I'm, I'm in this role and that's safe. You know, I'm, I'm just your IT guy. So it's, it's safe. I can talk to you. I'm just IT <laughs> or, you know, I'm just your neighbor so I can wave at you and there's appropriate stuff for me to do as a neighbor. I can say hello to you. I can talk to you about the weather, you know, unless we bridge that gap, we get really close, you know, But then my label changes. Now I'm not your neighbor. I'm your friend. So now it's okay. Now I can do I can do friend things, you know. And we wear those and we we keep those. So when when someone who is supposed to be a stranger or you know whatever, and they get really close to you, it's like whoa, <laughs> what's happening here? That's really scary. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think that's um, a good, beautiful. Uh, way to end this yep <laughs> oh this has been great uh i can't wait to do more of these and um explore more topics and just chit chat and have good times and yeah yeah same my friend uh for those listening just um check upcoming episodes on woketype.com yes be there or be square be there and square <laughs> yeah thank you okay <laughs>